what? What are they doing? But as I say, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'd give it a C. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in. I managed to get through this week's introduction without messing it up. Thank you very much. Today with me is the one and only, the Lancashire Lip, Dan Hawaii. Where is that Lancashire Lip nickname come from? I don't really because, think it makes sense. Because you talk a load of shit. Um, um, Muhammad Ali was known as the Louisville Lip. Um, because the amount of shit that he talked, so you're getting the Muhammad. Ali. That's actually quite a compliment. So I, I might stop saying it. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Uh, That's fine, Danny. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, alongside Dan today, we have hopefully a more sensible Joe. Joe, how are you? How is it? How have you been after your week with AEW? With Dan, actually doing a podcast with him for the first time. He's annoying. We know. We apologise. How have you managed to get over it this week? Have you been drinking a lot? Well, to be honest, mate, I'm disappointed that I haven't got a nickname like Danny. Dan. Well, there you go. You see, and you give some people nicknames, and uh, they don't appreciate them, Joe. So, you know, what can you do? Um, it Probably just takes. Right, yeah. You did sound a bit like. Do you remember uh, Mike Bass as England manager? Can I have a nickname, boss? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great film, that. Never seen it. Who is it who scores that last-minute goal against England? Who is it? What country? Like, Macedonia have scored and it puts them through or something. Uh, Okay, was it it where they did uh, three cheers for Ramirez? (laughs) Yeah, and he's going, three cheers for fucking Ramirez! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realise he was Welsh. Um, How many of our listeners do you reckon have... um, Watch Mike Bassett, England manager. There's going to be some kids sat there now in, reckon, in Tennessee thinking, Mike Bassett, what are they on about? I reckon I reckon there's a few. It's a classic, a modern-day classic. And did you say you've never seen it, Joe? No, never. Oh, before. you've got to go and see it. Ricky Tomlinson. It's brilliant. Oh, mate, to be fair, you watch shite like that Silent J and Stony Bob or whatever it is. You yeah, need to watch yeah. a bit of Mike Bass. Silent J and Stony Bob. I, I'm like Michael Owen. I don't really watch a lot of films. So. <laughs> You're not like Michael Owen. You may be from Chester. You're not like Michael Owen. Thank fuck. Right, boys and well, girls, we are here this week for Hell in a Cell um, 2019. I mean, there's only really one place to start, isn't there? Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Lads. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, uh, wrong match. Helena Cell, the main event, the one that looked like a brothel every time I saw it, I wanted to chant Roxanne. We well, can start we can start with uh, with you, Dan, because I think you've had a little bit of a say on this and in, uh, in your rants during the week. Yeah, Go on. so quick plug, yeah. Check out the episode. I've already said what I thought about the match. Um uh, it was well it was what it was, weren't it? It was I can imagine that sometimes I come on here, Danny, right, and I'll be like, oh, it was terrible. And you'll be going, I, I, th- 
I thought it was all right. But I'm hoping, I'm pretty confident you're going to agree with me on this. It is, oh, this was the match that made me think, to WWE not know what they're doing anymore? They really don't know what they're doing. I was sat here in the dark at quarter past three in the morning. And I was literally, I don't know, I enjoyed it in some sick way. Because I was like, what is going on? What are they actually doing? So yeah, it's one of the, it'll go down as one of the worst books, worstly laid out matches in WWE history. But I've already spoke about it, so I want to know what you two think. So forget Danny. Joe, we'll go to you. What did you think of it? Mate, yeah, it was um absolute mess, wasn't it? Um, you know what? Up until... I think there was a moment where um, Bray Wyatt kicked out of the first curb stomp and then he kind of did like a, a net breaking thing and Seth went down and then if he did, and then he went, he got the sister Abigail. If he'd have won then, it would have been perfect. But anything after that was just, yeah. And then it was just, I mean, it was hard to watch, never mind what was going on in the ring with the red light. Um, it reminded me of um, the Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you ever watched that. When you've got the um, chicken shop with the big red light blowing through the windows. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's just an absolute. It's, honestly, it's the worst, the, the absolute worst in WWE. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I was honestly. I was. I was. I knew everybody was asleep. I had nobody to talk to about it who I'm like mates with. And I was like, oh my God, who am I going to speak to about this? So I just went straight into the WhatsApp groups, right? You need to watch this main event. Well, I but... will say that um, I I woke up Monday morning and um, uh, whatever, I went on Twitter. I wasn't bothered about spoilers. Um, but the fact that there was the negative reaction actually intrigued me to watch the main event more than I probably would have anyway. <laughs> so in a way, I had like a perverse curiosity, um, and it didn't disappoint in that. <laughs> uh, I think Danny, Dan, go on. Dan had, uh, as he said, he put it. He, he said no spoilers, but you need to watch this main event. Um, and I watched it when I woke up um, before I went to work, and. This, don't sugarcoat it. Don't be nice. This, Tell this, them what this, you think. Just shut up. Um, there's two things that that, that that really got to me. The, I mean, I don't, I don't think this will do as much harm to Bray as it will do to Seth. I think it'll still do him harm. Um, but what Seth's the good guy. And I know he's been he's been dragged out of his comfort zone and he's got to go to a deeper, darker place. I get that. But he tried to kill the fucker. Despite that, he's got a chair safely placed over his face with a ladder safely placed over his face. We know we're not going to see blood unless it... But we know we're not going to see it unless it happens naturally and, you know, go, they do it hard. And obviously they don't want to do that. And the fact that a referee waved it off, I don't know whether it was one of you two who said this to me um, or whether it was somebody else, but the, the referees waved off the match after he's hit him with a hammer. And I get it was supposed to be dramatic. 
Triple H tried to set Mick Foley on fire <laughs> in a hell in a cell and then fucking dump him into the middle of the ring from a 20-foot foot. You, you, you only need to look at the, the Undertaker Foley hell in a cell. I mean, we have had some fucking poor, poor hell in a cell matches. Um, uh, but, but this this really, it really took the biscuit, which, which was a shame because... I've thought all over um, the pay-per-view was quite passable. Um, there, were, there were some poor moments and some not-so-great moments, but some really good matches in there. And to finish on this, I don't even blame them about the red light stuff. They were, trying something, they were trying something different. Didn't work. And, well, it didn't work, but we've often, you especially, but everyone as a whole, has said, oh, well, they're not trying different things. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They went out of the comfort zone a little bit and didn't pay off. But at least they tried it. They're probably thinking, we'll try it now because if this battle with AEW intensifies more, we might not get a chance to take it. Danny, to take you don't, you don't need to try Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. Yeah. I didn't interrupt you. Just leave off a minute. This is the kind of stuff that when the... Hardys and uh, were doing the broken stuff in TNA. There was a great deal of the audience at the start that were absolutely shitting on it, but it worked in the end. So if they're going to try something, they've tried it. They've tried something new. It hasn't worked. Fuck it. We'll have to move on. And that's I'm talking specifically about the red fucking ring in terms of the fiend. Um, yeah, Danny. All they needed to do, yeah, was get someone to go into the top tier, yeah. Put the lights on red, yeah? Ask the person sat in the top tier, all right, mate, can you see anything? And when he goes, no, I can't see a fucking thing. Right, well, we tried it, it doesn't work. That's what you do before the show yeah, starts. The, you don't well, do it well, during the main event. No, 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 hang on. They would have seen it on the screen. If you're sat in the back, you're not watching through a cell, whether it's red or not. You're not watching through a cell, you're watching on the screen. No, but you can try it, can't you? Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't but, have been hard why? to get someone to try it. Why? Because it's going to mess up your main event if it doesn't work. So five, ten minutes preparation. No, hang on. You're, you're, you're talking about two different things here. I'm talking about Plus, the light stopping the audience from seeing. I, exactly. So those same audience members would be looking at the screen if they're sat at the back. Well, why should they have to? Because there's a fucking cage in the way. You can look through the cage. You can look through you're not going to see a hell of a lot. Well, I tell you what, why when would I go into Hell in a Cell? There. They should do a behind closed doors event then. When it's Hell in a Cell, put, no point in coming, lads, to see this show, because you're not going to be able to see anything. You're going to watch it on the big screen. So don't bother coming, just watch it at home. Well, no, what you're saying is right at the back that they couldn't see it. And I've seen the photo that you're talking about. There was other people who must have had a good view, because if they didn't, Twitter would have been littered with them. With these photos now, there is one or two. It's not littered with them. It's a very small point, though. The main point that I, I think that we've got to get to is that is the actual match. Um, it, it, it hasn't. There was no formula to that match for me. It was just let's throw everything at it and let's see what happens. Um, and, and then we'll throw the match out, and hopefully it'll be terrible. Uh, hope, hopefully it'll it'll come across as he's. You know, he's indestructible and Seth done everything he can. It just looked poor in the end. Did you two watch ECW as it was happening? I think you did. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you know Paul Heyman better than I do. 
right? But I've still seen a lot of Paul Heyman book shows. Yeah. Surely Paul Heyman, right, must have been able to see this. Because I, I can understand Vince McMahon, right, maybe not knowing that the crowd are getting ready to turn on Seth Rollins. We all knew that. That was obvious. It was going to happen before SummerSlam, right? Surely, with a layout of this match, Paul Heyman is smart enough to see that this is not going to work. So if he really wanted to, he should have been protesting to Vince saying, do not do this. It's going to ruin Seth, who you want to be your top babyface. Could he not have done that? Did, did Paul Heyman maybe not notice this? Or I can't see him not noticing it. In which case, why is he not pleading with Vince to change the match or at least change the way it's done? That's what I don't understand. I mean, you're forgetting it's 2019 and not 2003 where Paul Heyman probably did do that. Um, when he was booking, or he was a, a central figure in creative, and he ended up getting, you know, the boot base, you know, after a few years. And I think maybe he's probably more of a yes man than people are prepared to accept these days. Because um, it's definitely, you're watching the match, it's all Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's one of those situations where it, it, obviously they're trying to they're trying to build Bray Wyatt, they're trying to protect Seth Rollins, but it's one just don't put don't book the match, don't put them together. If you're not prepared to sacrifice Seth Rollins, or you're not prepared to you know kill Bray Wyatt, then just don't book the match. Um, Bray Wyatt should have been wrestling some mid card guy. Um, in the middle of the card, if you don't want to give him the belt straight away, let Seth Rollins feud with someone else and then down the line. But it's it's example of WWE's 50-50 booking, really. And um, and I think the fans have turned on Seth Rollins big time now. Um, do I think Bray Wyatt's done? I don't know. Um, he wasn't on Raw on Monday, was he? No, that was a smart decision not to put either of them on Raw. A really smart decision. I think it was the only thing they could have really done. But he wasn't. You're right, but you're right, by the way. If you're not going to put the belt on Bray, don't put him in the match because he's that over. Everyone's going to... No, the crowd wouldn't... I've listened to Bubba Ray, Bubba's podcast on Busted Open, right? And he's saying, oh, well, if the referee had just said this and worded this differently, it wouldn't have been as bad bollocks the only way that crowd would have been satisfied was with bray wyatt leaving with the title no other that's finish they would have put up with yeah that's i'm gonna ask you sorry gents i'm gonna ask you both question quickly and i'm putting this i'm angling this from a different point of view um because as you say dan i always try to show the code things do you think the wwe thought that by doing all this, the 15 fucking curb stumps, the <laughs> the metal box, the mallets, the sledgehammer, the, everything that was supposed to toss on break, and every time he got up at a one, do you think they thought this would turn him into the new female? This would turn him into the new Undertaker? Yes, if he'd have won. But I think the most offensive thing for me was got the 15 curb stumps. And all yeah. of a sudden, no, Bray Wyatt just stands up and starts attacking Seth Rollins. And that's when, obviously, the fans are trying to restart the match, restart the match. And um, again, you know, what was turning into a farce could have been salvaged, you know, with Bray Wyatt going out. You know, the worst thing to happen in that match was the referee stopping the match. 
Yeah, that was the absolute agree. worst thing. Um, you know, they, they're trying to make Bray Wyatt indestructible, which is an absolute perfect way to go. But there's, there's a little moment in between him and then getting up and, you know, the show finished with Bray Wyatt standing tall and Seth Rollins bleeding from his mouth. But in between that, there's a moment where he didn't get up and the referee stopped the match. And mm. that shows a weakness in Bray Wyatt, which, you know, it doesn't make him look indestructible. Yeah. Um, Dan, I mean, is your thoughts pretty much the same? Or? Well, yeah, it's one of them things. That look at when we was all... Joe, did you go to WrestleMania 33? No. No, no, I thought, I thought, I thought you did. Um, any, anyway, at WrestleMania thirty three, yeah, that moment when they put all the worm stuff on, Bray oh, Wyatt yeah. was never the same since. He was never the same after it, right? So it just takes a moment like this. The crowd are all into what was going on up until this point with Bray. It just takes something like this for them to think, Do you know what? If this is the sort of bollocks we're going to get with these supernatural characters. I can't be doing with it. I'm, I'm not interested in that. I don't think it'll happen, but they do run that risk each time they mess something up. And it was always going to happen. They were always going to... Bray, Bray Wyatt will give them this great character that we're, we're all hearing that he's a big part of. And it's just typical WWE try and put their own spin on it and mess it up. Yeah, but you see, with, with characters like this, you, I think I think it's, it's inbuilt. The risks that you take are going to be bigger. For the, I mean, look look at the Undertaker. Let's, let's not forget the Undertaker killed Paul Bearer. Oh, that was ter- Great American Bash 2004, you mean? That was yeah. the weirdest match against the Dudley Boys, weren't it? A handicap match. That was. I was sat there at 4 a.m. thinking, why am I still watching this? And I was about <laughs> 10. I was about 10. Here I am 18 years <laughs> later sat here going, why am I still watching this? Yeah, I, I, I was only about 10. Danny, you were about forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that thing um, you. Um, but yeah, it's just one of them. That, the thing is, with Bray Wyatt is it's almost like they've got a fifth chance here because mm. he's been this. He's always been like, oh, he's going to be the next phenom, but he's almost been like a job to the stars, where he's he never seems to beat, never seems to win the big one. He never beats Cena, and when he, beat, he got beat by um, Randy Orton and Undertaker and that, and then. They've almost got a second chance. Well, let's say a fourth, a fifth chance. And again, they just uh, just messed up again. They had a chance here to make a guy who was, you know, they could have had him go undefeated. For, I mean, uh, technically he's still undefeated, is he? Is the ref stopping? Yeah, if, lot, but, if, he's, if he's thrown the match out then. Um, yeah, but it's just... Just uh, go just all in with match. him. Just don't book the match. If you're not going to have him beat, win. Just don't book the match. And you know, if if you want him to hold a belt, send him to SmackDown or do the draft and have him beat Kofi. But it's just yeah. Um, but as it as is usually the case with Bray Wyatt and those type of characters, I think with a bit of patience, another month or two, he'll be fine. And I think he's he'll probably survive this in a way because the fans have turned on Seth Rollins. Um, is it? Um, and he's going to be the one that it's cost him more than anything. No, I, I completely agree. Um, as I say, I think take the. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I like Seth, Seth Rollins as a heel as well. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a natural heel. He's a natural heel, even as a face. He's a smarmy little 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think at this point, I don't think they've lost, I don't think he's lost too much face. I think it's still redeemable. Um, yeah, that's But, uh, no, with, with, uh, oh, I with, thought you were talking about Seth and I was getting yeah. ready. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, I think, I think they've got to do something bold and they've got to do something that really push that really shines a light on him. Um, I don't know what that is, though. Um, do you know what I think they do, Danny? Right? Just keep him off TV for a few weeks, yeah? Just have it so we're, we've sort of like, not forgot, but we're, we all want to see Bray Wyatt again, yeah? Just wait a month. Do you know what I mean? Just wait a month. Even wait till Survivor Series in November. They don't mind waiting with him because it took him months to... It took him like a year to appear on TV, if you remember that year where he mm. just wasn't on TV. Just wait till Survivor Series, have him just come out and take out someone or something and then start from scratch again and then don't mess it up next time. That's all you need to do. And as for Seth, Seth is done. He will never be a babyface again, I don't think. He's like... Not basically, for a lot what of years. Uh, what they did with Roman Reigns, Royal Rumble 2005, that was Seth Rollins, Royal Rumble 2005, 2015 moment. So, unless, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but unless something happens to Seth where the crowd will now then start cheering him, he's done for. So, if you read between well, the lines, I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't. But, um, I don't, actually, uh, I won't. <laughs> oh, what what got what's getting Roman cheered? What sort of turned oh. it around when he was off? When he was off sick, that was the only reason the fans sort of started taking to him. And do you know, uh, what I mean? no, he mm. showed what a top guy he is, didn't he? Through all this, uh, people like him uh, as a person now. There's I stuff- think I think he did. I think I think he did. Uh, and I think I've got to be honest with you. I think a lot of it is down to him not being as shoved down people's throats. I've always I've always liked Roman Reigns. Um, as as a wrestler, um, but he 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 it was beyond his control. He was too shoved down the throats, and people never forgave because Daniel Bryan didn't win that. Um, I'm still annoyed about it Seth, now. Yeah, the same with Seth. Isn't it? It's not it's not Seth Rollins per se because he's yeah. probably he's in the top tier of the wrestlers in the company. Um, it's just as it you know. It's always a way um, WWE fans resent being told who to cheer, and um, they turn on the guy pretty quickly. And so it's you know it's almost like they're not booing Seth to say they're booing Vince McMahon, they're booing creative. Yeah, he didn't help himself with all these comments in the summer. Do you know what I mean? I think he lost a bit of goodwill with people. The yeah, Osprey yeah. stuff, he went in on Moxley. And then another thing, and Becky Lynch has started doing this. She did it after the pay-per-view, right? Why, as a babyface, do you go on Twitter and be like, see trolls, see what are you all saying now? And it's like, why would a babyface do that? That's what a heel does. You don't, like, Becky Lynch is on Twitter saying, oh, like, oh, about, oh, what are all the trolls saying now about me? And I'm thinking... Don't do that. Do you know what I mean? You're a baby yeah. face. Just don't mention it. Imagine if Roman had come out in 2015 and put on his Twitter after he won the belt or something saying, what do you all think now? You just don't do it. But, yeah. Agreed. Well, are we going to, uh, have we got any final thoughts on this one? Something that hasn't been mentioned or that, that we wanted to bring up before we move on? I, I could probably talk about it all night, but, yeah, I suppose <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, does anyone watch the pre-show? 
Yeah, unfortunately, I was sat here as I watched the whole thing. Okay, well, so I'm saying that the it was Natalia versus uh, Lacey Evans, I believe. Um, so, what was uh, what, I think it wasn't a great match by the by your reaction? No, yeah, I don't know. I don't watch Raw. I don't sit and watch three hours of Raw, so I don't need to sit and watch Natalia versus Lacey Evans for ten minutes. It was. I don't know. It, it was fine. It was a match you'd expect to see second on a house show. Do you know what I mean? That was it. It was yeah. fine. I can see why they're having Lacey work with um, Natalia to try and get her to like improve in the ring. But I just don't get how can you have how can you lose clean to someone as a heel, get beaten up by the babyface, and then that leads to a last man standing match. I don't know. Mm. Well, in the, we'll move on to uh, we'll move on to the the, the, pre, the well the preliminary matches on the main cards, I suppose you could call them. Um, we've got Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Um, starts with the Hell in the Cell. Um, but as soon as this 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 cage comes down, my first thoughts were: When was the last good Hell in the Cell I've I seen? And you both know my memory is shocking, and I can't remember like names of pay per views and stuff like that. And I hope it was a Hell in the Cell match, and it wasn't just a cage match. But I think the last really good Hell in the Cell match I saw was um, the Usos versus um, versus New Day. I don't know whether it was some penitentiary shit or something, but. It was a cage match similar to Hell in the Cell, and it was really, really good. And that's the only one that I can remember from over the course of the last three or four years. Right, well, let's see if I can spring your memory back to life, right? So, we had a Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman Hell in a Cell. Do you remember that? Not especially. Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy. Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns against Rusev. <laughs> Do you know so what he, I mean? Yeah. I've seen a Randy Orton. When did that... That happened in, like, too far... Oh, apparently, John Cena and Randy Orton have had two Hell in a Cell matches. So, I, I mean, I can't... I can't remember any of them standing out to me. But saying that... The, um, Kevin Owens that. ones. Um, I only remember Kevin Owens one, because that's when Sami Zayn came back, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They got... He pulled um, Kevin Owens from the announcer's desk. As Shane McMahon was jumping off the cage. Yes. And I remember that because you don't see a lot of spots from the top of the cage anymore. I just remember. But as for the rest, I think there's only been like the one you mentioned, New Day and Usos, that has been, I think that's in my top five of Hell Cell matches anyway. So mm. I, I remember well, being really impressed with that one. What, what I think it's hard to do in wrestling these days is to find new things to do. Um, and the New Day and the Usos <laughs> did it then, and I think that Char- that uh, Becky and uh, Sasha did it last night. They found some new little ways of doing things. The spot where she was on the chair, um, up on the cage, I thought was really good. Um, lads, what are, you, what are your opinions with this? Dan, I'll start with you because you sound like you had something to say. So, are you trying to say, Danny, that there is new things that you can do in a Hell in a Cell without having to turn the lights red? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> How no. did you? I couldn't resist. Um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a lot of innovative spots. Yeah, they were. They were well, it was good, weren't it? It was good. I mean, I, I thought you was going to say, um, what did you think about it opening the show? Because I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. 
I think if there's two Hell in a Cell matches on a show, have one open and have one close. Yeah. yeah. The way they slipped up was they had the third biggest match on the show, second. But it was the role it was the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match being second, I think, that ruined like the flow of the show. You know, like they should have had that a bit later on instead of having the two of the three biggest matches in the first hour. But yeah, Joe, you liked it, didn't you? I've seen uh, I've seen you rating it. I thought I'll have a look what Joe's giving it on grapple. You went four point two five. So you must have really yeah, liked it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And um I think it's probably the best WWE match this year. Maybe maybe I think second or third best. Not counting NXT, obviously. But I, yeah. Hang on, mate. Sorry to interrupt you. You have watched the Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable match, yeah? I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're not yeah, yeah, go, go on, there, yeah, carry yeah. on. Carry on. But yeah, as, as you were saying before, you don't get anything innovative anymore. It didn't seem like it just seemed like a match in a cage where the four both uh, Sasha Banks are uh, brilliant. Um, yeah, that spot where she's got the um, she's on the chair, you know, stuck in with the kendo stick, and um, you know, she did the blind kick off the uh, the ring. Um, and there's so many spots and I just thought it was yeah it was just brilliant um, and it, I, you've got that at the beginning of the show and you've got the Hell in the Cell and what happened at the end of the show it was like a pay-per-view bookended showing the absolute best and the absolute worst in WWE um, you know you're going to show someone this is what WWE is all about this is the greatness that it often provides or very rarely these days and then this is but this is the kind of crap that we kind of have to pull up with to every now and then get a great match. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I, I did. I really enjoyed this. And I think uh, despite the um, the Twitter outburst afterwards, I think it was the right results as well. Um, uh, Sasha, again, talk about natural heels. For me, I love Sasha playing the heel. Um, I think it suits her. I think... She gets more out of her character when she's doing it. Um, I don't always buy it as a baby face, but I always buy it as a heel. Yeah, she she she's she's great at heels. Like I think you said that on the last episode. She's she's a heel, isn't she? Even yeah. as a face, she's still a heel. But I think they should have put the belt on her. Becky's had the belt for so long. She I think she'd be more suited to chase it at this point. You know, and it's not doing her any good with a belt. I don't. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 I, hope, I hope there's more. Uh, I'd like to see another another match between these two, to be honest with you. Obviously, it's not going to happen at the uh, Saudi Mania 3 or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I would like to see another match. Um, so, we I mean, move on from there. Well, just to say, about it was um, Sasha crying at the end. And um, I feel like it's WWE. Especially could among people. Could you just repeat? You, could you just repeat that, Joe? We lost you for the second. When you yeah, saw yeah, Sasha the crying at the end. Yeah, yeah, Sasha crying at the end. It seems to be coming like um, a WWE trope at the minute, where when uh, the woman loses, she has to have like a little cry and a little breakdown, and um, it's just something I don't like. Um, it just feels like showing too much weakness. Thanks, Joe, for that because I, Charlotte Flair, Joe. She cries if someone gets a two count against her. Charlotte Flair seems to cry every match, and it really—it's the one thing that lets her down. Yeah, you know, it's the, thing it's like, oh, the women are crying, and it's just like, oh, stay away from that. If you want to 
build them up and you know they're brilliant you know there's some great talent there but sometimes they could just do without the the tears and the tantrums that they do especially the heels that like Bailey later on she has a little thing at the end of the match as well and it's just I think it's just something they need to stay away from at the minute yeah as say Charlotte crying he does not know who her dad is he cries at yeah. every event Rick uh, God bless him he's an emotional guy every interview you to watch with him yeah, work, Charlotte. It looks like she's had on her face. I'm surprised she can get any tears out of him. Mm, well, uh, I, I just think, I maybe, mean, just think she, she looks like uh, a wax work at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving, moving swiftly on. Um, I appreciate some of the work that she she's had done. Um, Next, it's the um, it's not podcast. Yeah, my turn into one later. There, ask us on. Um, the tornado tag match was this made the tornado? Did I miss something? It was it made the tornado on the uh, on the day? I feel like it was, yeah. I think they just randomly announced on the pre show thing, like this is now a tornado tag match, which made the match better. I think sometimes (laughs) do make them better. Yeah, they can. Joe, you might, you'll probably remember a little bit of this, but this is why we always, WCW always had, and I think TNA did it in the early days, um, the championship committee or the uh, the TNA committee, the booking committee. Nobody ever knew who was on it, but it was always alluded to on, uh, on screen. I think in TNA, Larry Zabisco was there. So you could say, this has been turned into a tornado tag, but instead you could say, and the uh, the booking committee has ruled due to the nature of this match, it's now a tornado tag. That little excuse rather than just saying, oh, this is now a hardcore match. It seemed more realistic to me, but uh, I don't know. You're right. So, um, yeah, tornado tag match. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Not really a fan of tag team matches in this sense because Brian and Roman are not a tag team. They are just being thrown together. Um, oh. However, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I, I I thought it was physical enough. The excitement, the, the high spots flowed well. I actually really, really enjoyed this match, which I didn't think it was going to. And I think the, the, the finishing spot as well was absolutely brilliant. Um the way that he went into the Superman punch and then um, then that Daniels caught caught him and then it was the spear. It was it was really I thought it was really really good. Yeah, definitely. I thought I, it was probably my favourite match of the night. It weren't the best one. The opener was probably the best match, but the second the second match, I think you know like you said they're just a random tag team, Danny. Right. Yeah. I, right. For me. I don't know, there's that much backstory to Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan that, to me, it doesn't feel like... I know WWE forget about anything that happened as long as it was in the last six months. That's the only time it counts for them. But the amount of stuff we've seen with Bryan and Roman, they've got so much history together, I actually quite like them as a team. I don't know why, but I don't know. For me, it makes sense. I'd like, I honestly think they should make them a tag team for about four or five months and then do the whole blow-off angle, you know, at WrestleMania. I think they're really suited to be in a team. They can help build the tag division. I know they're probably not going to because they don't care about the tag division, but keeps Roman out of the main event scene for a little while longer. It helps. It's going to help Roman being with Brian in terms of, like, 
crowd reception and it's obviously going to help Brian transition back into a baby face. So I think they should keep him as a team for the next few months. They probably won't do, but that's what I'd be doing. And I think, I don't know, there's got to be a reason why they had him hug. They can't just now be on different brands because what was the point in that? But then again, it's WWE, so maybe they will do that. But I don't know, I'd be a fan of seeing him as a tag team for a while. Sorry, go on, no, I was going to say, it's they're like that couple that hated each other, that had the big, the big, you know what I mean, the big kickoff, hated each other years ago, and now, now they've sorted the differences out, they can move on as friends. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, Joe? Maybe so. Um, Joe, what, your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, mate, loved it, it was like two for two, wasn't it? Um, you know, a bit of baby view. Um, there was a spot just before the one you mentioned where, Rowan and Harper were about to powerbomb Brian through one of the announce tables. Yeah. Uh, and put a Harper on it and I don't know where Reigns hit a spear. I thought that was a really cool spot as well. So, yeah, yeah that uh, was. I think you don't get enough Tornado tag team matches at the minute. I think um, it was quite fresh, actually, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, good, good. Um, then we moved on to uh, Randy Orton and uh, Ali. Um, Randy Orton every single wrestler you'll always hear it that he's the model professional he fucking bores the life out of me absolutely bores the life out of me couple of cool little spots in this match but for me I just I couldn't enjoy it because Randy Orton was in it I think every now and then you get I mean Randy Orton is good and every now and then you'll get um, he's motivated to put in a performance. And I think I actually really enjoyed this match. Um, at first, it was like Randy Orton versus Ali, and you're like, Oof. but I thought it was really good. Um, and I just felt like very rarely you get Randy Orton at his best. And I thought he, he did a really good job in making Ali look strong because there's a massive size difference. Um, yeah, it was. Made Ali look like he belonged. Uh, you know, that upper mid-card main event, well, maybe that's too much, but you know what I mean, it, it, it was 205 a few years, a couple of years ago. So um, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that um, RKO reversal was... I didn't think oh, that it was great. Cool. Yeah, it was a really cool spot. Um, don't I just don't think Randy Orton added to that spot at all. Um, it, as I say, he's certainly not bad. I'm not saying that he's bad. I just feel like his matches are that laid out that I couldn't tell what Randy Orton on a bad day compared to what Randy Orton on his best day looks like. I can't see what you see. Um, I know what you mean, Danny. It's it, sort of it, become it, like a myth among yeah, wrestlers it, that he's this great worker, on it? it? Yeah, it's, for me, it's just it's a robot sequence that he goes through. Um, and I think he, he a lot of the time you can remember so many great spots for the RKO, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the time, most of them have been created by his opponents. Um, this is the way I feel. Obviously, we all have our differences of opinions, horses for courses, and all that, but this is just where I'm coming from. I can see where you're coming from, Danny. I, I'm a big fan of him, me. I re, I, right, he's not. If you're looking for like great four star matches or whatever, I think he's past that point. He, he did have a spell, 2009, 2010. I think he had some pretty good matches with Christian around that time. He, his feud with Cena was good in 2009. It was 
pretty bad after that. But there was one thing that I just thought, yeah, this guy gets it, right? So he hits that RKO on Ali, right? One, two, three. And he subtly just taps Ali on his knee. And I thought, he knows what to do. It was just a way. He didn't even have to do anything else. He didn't have to get up, shake his hands, get on the microphone and be like, oh, I respect you. Randy Orton just needed to tap him on the leg. And that was it. Ali. I think think he he, he, he punched his heart a couple of times, didn't he? Like a bro punch. Bit overkill after that, but I just thought that subtle. It was about well, about quarter past one in the morning at this point, and I thought, yeah, that that wasn't wasted on me, Randy. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, did you notice that, Joe? No, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you hear all these stories about Randy Orton, but then you do hear that he seems to be popular with the guys in the back, Um, and I think this is that Randy Orton putting Ali over, really. But um, and I don't want to compare. Well, what I was going to say was I don't want to compare Randy Orton to Jake the Snake because I think probably different levels. But I think he's at this stage in his career now where his finishing move is more over than him. You know, yeah. fans watching his match. I mean, you heard the RKO chance. It used to be DDT, Jake mm-hmm. the Snake, and I feel and I got that uh, impression. You know, like when I was watching Randy Orton, it was like a lot of RKO chance, and I think. Fans aren't invested. I didn't think the crowd was invested in this match. I think they were just waiting for the RKO. And that's probably what you get with a lot of Randy Orton matches. As he used to get, you know, straight towards the end of his career, was like all you'd hear was DDT, waiting for him to, you know, that would be the pop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Danny, because he, he is guilty of just phoning it in, or seemingly phoning it in, you know, when he, you know, his uh, long rest holds or whatever. But um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, three for three. But I agree. I enjoyed this match. Well, that's that's fine. It's as I say, it certainly wasn't a bad match. It was just for me. It's it's a Randy Orton match. Um, if you get where I'm coming from, but that's probably my own bias that I've built up over the years as well. I've got to admit that. We go into the fourth match um, of the night: um, Alexa Bliss versus uh, Nikki Cross defending the women's title. Which is a great looking belt, by the way. Give them the due on that. Versus the Kabuki Warriors. I didn't have a fucking clue who the Kabuki Warriors were last week, but now mm. you've told me. Asuka, Asuka, and Kairi Sane. Um, I, I've got to admit, I really enjoyed this match as well. Um, I love the Green Mist spot at, uh, at the end. Uh, a lot of the interactions. Nikki Cross is um, hugely. Um, uh, I don't think she feels she gets a lot of the credit she deserves. Um, I'd like to see a lot more of her come uh, as time goes on because we've seen her in the UK. We know what we know how good she is, or or I have at least. Um, so I, I, I've got to say another C plus B match. Um, very much, very much enjoyed this as well. Mm, uh, well, right, two things, right. I've just watched a great Hell in a Cell match. I've watched Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns team up as a tag team. I don't want to see Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross after that. I should be seeing that before those two matches to build up. Like we were talking about last week, yeah? Mm. You don't put a match like this on after two very good to great matches. Because I'm sat there thinking, mm, it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. 
Yeah, I've not seen Oscar and Kyrie Zane in ages, the great. And then I'm sat there thinking, I'm 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 annoyed. I'm thinking, why why have they put this on now? And then I'm sat there and I'm watching. Are they heels? And I thought, no, they're not heels. They were heels. What what? How, how can Kyrie Zane? How can Kyrie Zane be a heel? Are they joking? Like, and then Oscar hits the green mist, gets a massive pop, and I'm thinking, the heels. Oh, mm-hmm. It was just. I'm glad that they won the match. Yeah, it's about time that Oscar got on Kyrie Zane got back on TV. But what what is it with WWE having people that the crowd love be heels? Daniel Bryan, Oscar, Kyrie Zane are three three of the most beloved wrestlers they've got. Let's have them as heels. We'll stick we'll stick Seth Rollins as a baby face, a guy who's do you know what I mean comes across as a bit of a dick. But yeah, so I like the fact that they won the titles, but. I didn't need to see 10 minutes of this after I've just watched three enjoyable matches. But, Joel, did, did you, if you enjoyed it, fair enough. But... Nah, it was bang <laughs> average. It was bang average. Um, again, another WWE trope where the evil Asian has to spit green mist. Yeah. Um, and it's just... I, I was thinking, I was watching this and I was thinking, Finn Balor's just turned up in it. To be fair, Kabuki I'd like did. To, see... to be fair, well, Kabuki did. Did he was the originator of the green mist? Yeah, but, but so if you're gonna call them the Kabuki Warriors, yeah, but every evil Asian in WWE, if it's not green mist, it's salt. You know, it's you know the throwing salt in the face. It's it's just a trope that I'd, I'd rather. You know, as Danny said, uh, Kai Sign should be a saying should be a heel. And uh, I was just gonna say, you know, I was thinking watching this, I was thinking Finn Balor back in NXT. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing after back in NXT challenge yeah. challenging Shayna Baszler. She'd be better off there. Um, she's one of them who's come up from NXT flattered to deceive. Well, the, the one they... or creative, I don't. Yeah, no. Sorry, Joe, to cut you cut you off there. Mate. Um, the 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 one thing I will say to both yeah, I just said I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed it for what it was, and it was. A beer and popcorn match. And that's why it's being placed as the fourth match, because people need to go and get a piss in the beer at this point. So I understand what you're saying, Dan, about the about you know the build to a card, and, and I agree this wasn't built correctly or, or, or in any way, you know, it, it, it wasn't built sen- in a sensible manner. However, I thought this match was perfectly placed because it's four matches in, you need a beer and you need a piss. Yeah, but Danny, WWE have like build-up videos and five-minute entrances. Do you know? I know like it's better for the people live in the yeah. building, but who cares about eight thousand people live in a building when you've got a million people sat at home watching this? Like, fair enough, put it forth. Yeah, and you do know what you're saying, but you should have remembered that you were talking about the red cage, then, shouldn't you? Yeah, well, Carry don't on. don't put <laughs> don't put it three matches after your match of the night. That's what I will say. And another yeah, thing, true, yeah. True. What what is like Joe was saying? What's Vince's obsession with the Japanese heel Nakamura? He was so over. I was sat there at WrestleMania 34 thinking, why have you turned him heel? Why yeah. have you turned? I'm sure Vince McMahon has just watched Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if you've seen the film. I, I think he's just, he's just watched. Yeah. He's just watched those films. Like, they're, they're his favourite films. And to him, if someone's Japanese, they're a heel. That's it. But Yeah, it's like somebody's British, the past, somebody's Scottish. Yeah. Um, someone's Welsh, they're a dick. <laughs> someone's from Preston, the bad news, Barrett. Um, 
Right, um, it goes to the this. I've, I've got to admit, a complete mark for all of the twenty four seven title interludes. Um, I, I really enjoy them all. It's that title not in any way taken seriously, and I think it's really good comedic effect. Don't do anything for me. It it shakes them little spots up between matches. That's all it. That's all it's there it's for. I've just been for a. I've just been for a piss and a beer during the Oscar match. Why? Why am I doing? Why am I doing it again? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What is it? Is, is this anyone to think this show just one long piss break? Joseph, I'm going to come to you. Seeing as though he's being a twat. Um, we go on to the next one. I'm going to ask your your opinion first on this one. Um, the uh, the OC. Um, Orange County, it's not Orange County, it's not it's not that beloved program that we used to watch all those years ago, uh, with Phantom Planets, California. Never mind. No idea what you're on. The Viking the uh, OC versus the Viking Raiders, Ivar and Eric. They sound like Welsh train sets. Just putting it out there. Um and their mystery partner, Braun Strowman. What was your thoughts on this one, Joseph? Um, and, and it, was, it was like it was at this point, well, the last you know, the last two months where the pay per views starts falling off the cliff, and there's nothing wrong with these matches as as they were, but it's almost like you got three really good matches, and then you've got because the card wasn't announced, there's no build. You've got three average matches before the main event, and it was just one of those matches where. I had no vested interest in it, and it was just um, another bang average match. But I will say, I really enjoyed the aftermath with AJ shelling the uh, punch. That yeah. I, did, I enjoyed that. I thought it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> but, you know, not to be too negative, I did enjoy the aftermath. Dan? I was losing the will to live when this match was going on. I was just thinking, well, oh, do you know what I mean? I. I Whatever. Well, what would it really have hurt Braun Strowman? Would it really have hurt? Sorry, Luke Gallows or Anderson? Yeah, to have just took the pin to the guy that's facing Tyson Fury. Did it really need to end in a DQ? Do you know what I mean? Did, did, really? Are you you protecting Luke Gallows and Anderson now? Are you? Joke. Well, I was kind of similar. I didn't enjoy the match, um, but mo- mostly. Throughout this match, I was just furious. And for the same reasons that you mentioned, there was no point to this match. Absolutely no point to this match. And I have gone on about the fact that Gallows and Anderson haven't been used correctly since the first four weeks within the company. One of my favourite tag teams to watch in New Japan. Really, really they're a more you know, the, the, that they're a good team where you've got the technician of Anderson who can also do power moves and the big fucking rogue monster of Luke Gallows. So what you do, you put them up against two other fuckers who are bigger than him and a third fellow that's bigger than every fucking body. So that wound me up about them too. Also, I really I did the, I mean the fucking war machine to me, Ivor and Eric and all this shit. They are We've seen them tear fucking arenas up with with no with, with people who haven't got as much talent as that were in the ring that night. The as, you said, as you, yes, as as you said, Joe, 
no build. Braun Strowman, I think, is is just going to continue to become a great character and be built upon. Understand what you're saying, Dan, about somebody should have took fall for him here. Um, the way AJ sold the, the punch at the end was just, it was classic AJ, really, wasn't it? Um, but really, AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers, consistently good for so many years. One of my favourite tag teams that have been completely unused for the past four, four years. And another tag team that the crowd don't care about because they don't they didn't see what, what I saw in the European scene when they come over here or in ROH. They've got no reason to care about them, and yet they're really, really good talents in Viking experience or Express, whatever they're called. So I was really annoyed by this whole match. So I've got that out my system. Go on, Danny, you tell him. Then, then, we oh. went on to fucking King Corbin and Chad Gable. <laughs> right. Shorty Gable, as he seems to now be called. Oh. So, not only is uh, the racist and all Japanese are evil, um, they've also decided to start having to go with short people now. It apparently was his nickname when he was on the Olympic team, and they've only just found this out. Um, why this is... let them find out? Why? Why? What? Oh. Keep your mouth shut, Chad. You've got Chad Gable. Who's, Who's Chad? He's good. named Shorty. Oh, Shorty, it's Shorty now, isn't it? Um, who, is, who is good, who is legitimately good. Um, go, go and get him in the ring and on 205 that no longer exists so get him in NXT keep him there as a single build his character have him have some really good matches King fucking Corbin Jesus Christ we can't even call him Banter Baz now because he's got no fucking banter the kid come out the NXT can't remember what it was called, documentary that was really good, where they followed them for about six, seven, or eight episodes. Um, and he played a kayfabe. He still wasn't, a, I still don't think he's a great wrestler, but you could have made much more out of that character. That, that arrogant fucking heel who thought he was better than everyone when he really wasn't, that can play and that can play to his strengths. But this King Corbin, he's not funny. He's not cool. He's not uh, hateable. He's he's nothing. What the fuck are we doing watching this? I started watching this match and getting bored um, after about five minutes. I went to sleep for three and a half hours, woke up, and the cunt match was still on. How long <laughs> did this go for? So, this is the funny thing, Danny, yeah? It only went 12 minutes, 40 seconds. <laughs> Seriously, it went 12 minutes, 40 I thought the same thing. Daddy, this right. Listen to this, right? My mate, he um, he basically, he, he like thinks he's dead like cool or whatever, right? So he doesn't tell anyone that he likes wrestling. Yeah, none of his mates know that he likes wrestling. So he'll talk to me about it, right? And I'm not spoke to him for a few months, and he pops up. He pops up. I'm just looking at the messages now, and he messaged me saying, "I booked a day off work so I could watch this." Right. <laughs> so I said to him, mate, it's two a.m. on a Monday morning. And we're watching a man with a fake crown having STD chanted at him. Told you you were a loser. I think it's about time you grew up. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. 
Joseph, five-star classic or what? Uh, six. Six? What did you actually yeah, go, Joe, on it? Oh, I'm having a look what one, I did. One and, one and a half, maybe. Some, I, I just didn't care. I probably wasn't even that. I didn't care for it. The waste of Chad Gable, I think he was really good. Um, and big banter bars is someone they seem to be keen to push and they're trying to stick every gimmick possible. So even a bad chance. So yeah, it's a match I didn't care for whatsoever. But you you, you look at banter bars, right? And you you look you just look at him. He's he, he look he does look like a fucking badass. Like he he, he looks at the tattoos. You know the fact that you know he was a, a former Golden Gloves boxing champion. Do something. You, you, nobody knows that, that Danny. We know that, but the randomer who sat watching Raw on a Monday night, he doesn't have a clue anything about like that because they don't tell you. Do you know what I mean? It's unbelievable, WWE, right? So they have Baron Corbin go over Chad Gable, who's finally getting over with the crowd in the King of the Ring final. Corbin goes over him. They couldn't just give that win to Gable. So what do they do? They have a rematch the next week. And Corbin goes over again. And then they go, oh, we'll give him another match on the pay-per-view. So what do they do? They have Chad Gable win by a shitty roll-up. So they give him the tiniest of bones. And then 20 minutes later, they've had him beat up like an idiot. <laughs> it's just like, it's like Vince is like, there's no way I'm letting this guy get over. You've had your little win now. And then when that guy, Greg Hamilton, Greg Hamilton, oh, he, he lost a lot of my respect. If that were me, I'd be like, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Yeah, that was I. Uh, I thought it was quite funny. That to be fair, I just I just thought that this poor fucking Greg Hamilton had heard that much shorty from fucking Corey, um, because he just completely overplayed it throughout commentary. I just thought he got this in his head now, and he's an he announced the winner as shorty fucking Gable. Oh, it'd be <laughs> funny if he'd have done it by mistake. <laughs> But yeah, right, that, that, the best thing is you, you started with this end. I thought I thought apart from the main event, it was a really good show. We've buried we we completely buried the last two matches, and I tell you what, the, I this, the next one's getting buried as well. This was this was the this was the two. I mean, the, the, for me, it, it just wasn't. Um, the, these were the two I didn't enjoy on on the show. Um, enjoy them. Um, so I'm getting to that before we uh, before we carry on. Um, there was, and I love it the way they do this on pay per views. You know the the way they introduce the international announce teams. Um, has anyone ever noticed Sean Deng? No. He's this is usually child. where I, I usually go to the point <laughs> at this point. Uh, you should have waited for the uh, for the for the piss rake match. Um, <laughs> Sean Deng is the Chinese commentator. Um, he's always on the right. with long hair. Keep an eye out for him because he looks like the kind of fella you want to go for a bevy with. You know, one of them who's like, he, he, he looks like he's got the devil in him at times. He looks like a really nice fella from nine till five. You go out with that cunt, you're having murder with someone. Keep an eye out for him. He's got mad eyes. Sean Deng, all the way. Sean um, Deng, I'll have a look for him. Another, um, I think, there was... Another roll-up victory and another, the, the 89th uh, 24-7 champion was announced. Um, so, yeah, do we go into the next match, 
Which Dan, from what I can tell, I can uh, I can only say that you've um, you've really really enjoyed this one. Penultimate match of the evening. It was Bailey defended the women's championship against Charlotte Flair. Um, well, at least seventy five percent of Charlotte Flair. The rest was really really good doctor's work. Um, Flair and Bailey didn't mind this match. I've got to be honest. I really didn't mind it at all. Um, I, I can't say that it was poor. I would have expected a bit more for a match this high on the card. But that's the only bad thing I can say about it, to be quite honest. Oh, and the ending with Bailey crying. <laughs> All right. Just the ending so, with... so, Joe, we'll go to you on this oh, one because I, 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 feel like, I feel like I can't stand Dan uh, going just yet. Yeah, um, I can't remember too much about it, to be honest. Um I'm not really into either of them. You know, like the four horsewomen, it's clear that Becky and Sasha are the two, the, best, the better two. Um, I just really couldn't get it. I just can't, it's, it's, you know, it's um, the forcing, so, you know, they're desperate to get Charlotte up to 16 or 17 titles. Mm. Um, I just can't get into that. I can't get into Hill Bailey, yeah, but I just can't get into Charlotte whatsoever. So this is a match that, Probably passed me by. It was one of the shit. Like the first three matches, I fell off a cliff after this. It's just hard, hard to watch. And I was like watching this, thinking, "Come on, it's main event time, main event time, come on." So um, yeah, I'm not as high on it as you are, Danny. I'm not particularly high. I just didn't think it was particularly bad. Um, as I say, you'd expect more from something on this high on a card. Um, but now, for for a bit of positivity. As always, I'll t- leave it over to you, Dan. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to rant or anything. But like, who? Charlotte versus Bailey, right? So Bailey's turned heel, right? Yeah, ba- she has turned heel. Um, yeah, right. Charlotte. Charlotte. Wh- what is she? Is she a face or a heel? What? What is she? Do you know what I mean? She was a heel last time I checked. But now what? She's teaming with Becky Lynch, so is she a face? But then she's been a dick in this match, so she must be a heel. But Bailey is a heel, but yet she's getting cheered. So I'm sat thinking, what, what what's actually going on here? Do you know what I mean? What w- w- is Bailey a face? Then Bailey's sort of working as a face, and then what starts crying after the match and pushing the referee. And I was just thinking, I don't know, it's Charlotte. I think they need to try and make these like these four horsewomen matches a little bit more special. They just seem to be like, oh well, we don't have anything. Um, Really, for any women's programs coming up, oh, we'll just stick Charlotte against Bailey. Oh, we'll just stick Charlotte against Becky. Like, do you know what I mean? How many times have these lot faced on pay per views? It's the four mm. horse women. They should try and keep them a little bit more special. Like, can anyone even remember the match on the last pay per view with Charlotte against Bailey? Because the commentators couldn't, because they didn't mention it once. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Nobody else can really remember it because it it just ended with a. Sh- I think it was what a disqualification. So it's just typical WWE. The last show was in Charlotte's hometown, yeah? So, of course, Bailey left with a title. This show is basically <laughs> Bailey's hometown. So, of course, Charlotte leaves with the title. Typical that's WWE. What it, that's what I was thinking before when you were talking about the Japanese. Uh, they're always heels. I think they also they don't like people winning in their hometown either, do they? They really don't. Yeah, I know. If The best person in WWE is like a Jinder Mahal. They never do TV from India, so at least he should be okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you about that in the group. I've seen someone walking through Preston City Centre with uh, a modern-day Maharaja T-shirt on today. Uh, proper mate, I pumped at him, and he just gave me a funny look. 
Yeah, probably because he's got no idea why he, some random driver's fucking <laughs> pumping at him. Um, I was like holding my fist up, going, hey! But yeah. <laughs> still, though, it looked like he just wanted to fist him. Um, oh, come on, if I'm wearing a wrestling t-shirt and I'm out and someone pumps the horn at me and starts like waving, I'm thinking, yeah, must be it, must be, must be the other gender, Mahal fan. If you if you if you haven't learned anything by now, you do not hinder gender. Oh, what a guy! <sighs> Honestly, get the title back on him. Right? Shall we? Um, shall we review the main events again? <laughs> oh, are you joking? <laughs> oh, don't do it, Danny. And this will be the third time I've like reviewed it. I'm just cheered up as well after that. I'm just thinking of that guy <laughs> with the Jinder Mahal shirt's face. So, Joe, did you see anything of Raw from last night? Um, I've seen... What's the box's name? Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah. But, that's uh, well, it. Well, what did you... That's, I'll be honest with you. I saw that, and I saw actually a really good clip. It was an AOP um, uh, promo. It was done in their own language. Um, and it actually come across really well. Uh, as yeah, they've been doing a few times, yeah. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was really pleased with that. That looked like it, it's got Heyman's stamp all over it. Yeah, uh, I whether was I'm positive right about or it when uh, it first aired back in August. But now yeah, it's yeah. been yeah. Come on, lads, get yourselves out there. Uh, yeah, well, slow. But do you remember how... Um, I think six weeks out from Punk Punk's debut in ECW, they started doing the um, once a week they yeah, were doing yeah. the promos. You know, yeah, um, I'm I'm saying I'm, I'm saying Punk and I'm disciplined and all this. They yeah. were really good. The, it did build. I, I still like those vignettes. Um, it won't go anywhere. That was Paul Heyman as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, oh, um, anyway, Danny. They'll be they'll be in like a random six man tag with Braun Strowman. Do you remember last time they did all the videos promoting them, and then they put them in that match at Survivor Series where Drake Maverick pissed himself. <laughs> I think that was the last time I remember seeing him. Do you know what I mean? So let's not get too positive. Oh, honestly, right? I'm not joking. The first hour of this pay per view, I I was honestly sat there thinking, this is great. I'm really enjoying this, and I'm not gonna lie. I went on Sky Scanner. And I searched flights Manchester to Tampa. I've not mm. checked the flight the flight prices since. It literally, as soon as I checked those flight prices, it just went to shit. <laughs> so overall, what are you gonna? What would you grade Hell in a Cell, Danny, Joe? What would you, for me, it was yeah. The first, the first, first couple of matches were good to well, were very good to average. And unfortunately, it broke down during the end a little bit. A C. What are we in American grade school now? Well, what was it? Would you rate out? You said five? what would you grade it? Oh, oh. oh yeah, A B C D. What were we supposed to grade it? I'm oh, taking the notice of him. He's just he, he's just being a, a, a dope, uh, Joe. So yeah, if, are we giving it if, F, is, if F is if F is a fail and A is excellence, I would grade it a C. C. I'd have been buzzing with seeing my GCSE, so I'm taking that as a positive. <laughs> so you enjoyed the show, then it worked out well. Your parents were happy with it. <laughs> it was it was middle of the road, mate. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. It was a disaster. The the main event was a disaster. The, right, uh... so if you went on a night out, right, and you had a really nice pint, right, at the first pub you went to, and then after it, you like uh, I don't know, got arrested. 
um, ruined your relationship, uh, got a banning order from football for five years. Would you, at the end of it, would you be like, ah, I don't know, that first pint we had at the pub, it was a good pint, that. You'd be like, no, getting arrested. Joe, Joe uh, t- tell, tell Dan about when we used to watch WCW, pay-per-views specifically. I mean, the opener was good and everything else was shit. No, no, oh. the, the the undercard was great. It was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. It was, it was almost like if this card was in reverse, we'd be raving about it. Yeah, you know, if it's if it's, if it finished, you know, started with Seth and Bray and then finished with Sasha and Becky, we'd probably be raving about it. But like I said, the first three matches were brilliant. The rest fell off a cliff. So I'll give it a a D plus. Can you imagine? Near enough to see then, John. <laughs> no, no, Can you imagine if they'd have opened with that Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt match? Oh, no, they'd have had yeah, like yeah, three yeah. hours of chance and abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit fest. It was. It's wrestle crap, isn't it? Um, I don't know if you remember wrestle crap. Yeah, I saw you tweet the other day actually. Yeah. yeah, and it was a. It was. It was mainly a thing when WCW was around, wasn't it? But um, yeah, if that was still around, it would be. <laughs> That, that last that main event was wrestle crap and um in a perverted way I did enjoy it. Yeah, so did I I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I woke up on Monday. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I I woke put it this way, I I woke up Monday morning in a better mood than I would have done it <laughs> if I'd have watched, say, do you remember when it, like AJ against Jinder Mahal main event where AJ just wins, it's a nice two and a half star match, nothing to talk about the next morning. I woke up Leapt up out of bed, got my microphone out, started ranting. I was at work listening. To, like, I was excited to listen to the wrestling podcast about, do you know what I mean, about what was happening. I was checking Twitter all day. Great. I'd, I'd sooner it either be great or horrendously bad than just, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I think it's, you don't get anything horrendously bad anymore. Everything's just, everything's just like down the middle, safe, you know, average matches. And if we're not going to, you know, we did get a great match, but I, I'm, I like to see some horrendously bad stuff. So, yeah, uh, stick the box for me. I'll be buying the Blu-ray when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the, with the bonus footage. Um, <laughs> the, Vince McMahon alternative commentary. I, I did see uh, get the, the, the WhatsApp message from you, Dan, where you said, I think you said this at about 20 past five in the morning, where <laughs> yeah. you said, said, I've just been sitting and looking at a wall for 20 minutes. Sure, <laughs> I have. I was sat here in darkness. My TV had gone off. I think the Goldberg, the Goldberg Chronicles had finished at this point. I didn't have the volume on for that Goldberg thing. I was just sat there refreshing Twitter, and I thought, "What am I doing?" <laughs> I was just reading people's. I, honestly, I just was. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Watching it live, I was just like, "What? What are they doing?" But as I say, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'd give it a C. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'll, we'll start to wrap this up, but before we go, can we get a, a little bit of a, a, a taste of what we're going to expect tomorrow night? The Wednesday night was week two. Um, I've heard a match that was announced, Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc for the number one contendership. Hmm. Yeah, well, they should have waited until they'd shown AEW Dark before announcing it, because if you read the spoilers for that... I still haven't seen it, by the way. Well, nobody has. It's not not out till tonight. 
AEW, I thought it, oh, it's Tuesday. Sorry, I, I thought it actually went on like Tuesday morning. No, no, it's Tuesday. Yeah. So I read the results to that and it sort of made a little bit more sense. But it's a bad nice. name show as well, isn't it? AEW Dark. It's an awful name. Yeah, it reminds me of like, uh, do you ever, anyone watch Hollyoaks on the other night? Hollyoaks after hours. Like the, I didn't the, watch the, it, but the, I heard about it. Yeah, you'd have like the CD show in the middle of the, in the middle of the week at like half eleven. And just the name of it reminded me of that. Hey, you, see, you see, if I if I hear after after dark or after hours or whatever, I'm thinking I'm seeing a pair of tits. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. That's what Hollywood was. After hours it was, you know, a bit raunchier than the half six edition, but yeah, I just it seems a bit early for a B show anyway, but then it just Mm. Well, it's a YouTube YouTube only show, isn't it? I mean, if they, if they've got the performers there and it's content, I don't blame them for doing it. But um, yeah, going back, going yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, going back to the the Hollyoaks thing, if somebody hadn't got fingered in the first eight, 15 minutes, I'd have been switching off. Um, Just right, watch the Bobby Lashley um, Lana segment from last night. Oh, did you see the Brazzers post to WWE? Yeah. Oh, embarrassing in it I bet. Uh, do you know what can you imagine I'm oh, sorry to go back to Hell in a Cell do you know what I would love <laughs> to have seen I'd have loved to have seen just when Seth walked back through the curtain and Vince is sat there at Gorilla I'd love to have just seen the look on the face you know like to see what the reactions were I can imagine Vince just sat there like great match pal great match well, I bet he loved it apparently he was laughing wasn't he um, Vince <laughs> it was was all, apparently it was all his idea that finishes the match, and uh, he was smiling and uh, taking in the crowd, and he was going, "I love it." I don't know. I made that little bit up, um, but yeah, apparently he was he he was quite amused by the way that the crowd uh, reacted to the end. Yeah, but that's it, Vince, isn't it? He needs to turn Seth heel. He's inadvertently made a heel. Everyone hates Seth Rollins. Just. Turn him in. Do you know what I mean? Have him come out and say, do you know what? You crowd, you're a bunch of dicks. You're jealous of me. You're jealous. Do you know what? Come out, give us all that. I, I, that'd be great. Thing is, he'd probably get cheered then. So I'm going to put you both on the spot now. Um, I want to give you, want you to give me the performer of the night for yourself. And I also want you to tell me your moments of the night um, from Helena. So, Joe, I'll let you go first. Um, that's very brave oh, of you, Dan. Yeah. Moment of the night is the um Jer Kendo's big spot and um the Becky and Sasha match. Um and the performer, um I'm gonna say the crowd in the main event. <laughs> like the count. AW chance, refunds chance. So yeah. Daniel, have you thought it yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment of the night was Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins in the main event fighting on the outside in front of an entire arena chanting AEW. That was the moment of the night. That's the moment that I'm going to remember from this show. Performer of the night, the man, the legend, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It takes a true genius to be able to have a, a match that everyone wants to see and just by your genius booking have your number one face booed ruin the hottest guy in the company and have the entire arena cheering for your biggest rival. So Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the performer of the night for me. Well, yeah, I'll be honest with you. You've 
You've stolen my thunder there, mate. I was going to go for Vince McMahon as well. Well, yeah, um, I thought you'd be going. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, the the um, for me probably the um, the moments of of the entire night was um, was Shorty fucking Gable. Um, no, the moments of the night for me was AJ selling the um, the punch from Braun after they come off and it. I thought that was amazing. Um, it, as I say, typical AJ. Um, performance of the night for me is probably going to have to go to, I'd say, Becky Lynch um, for for that match. Um, so that's that's where that's where I'm up to. Anything you want to discuss before we go, boys? Yeah, I'm glad I've done this podcast because I've just checked the score and filed to getting beat two 0 to Chesterfield. So you probably done me a favour. This is twice in two weeks you've mentioned Chesterfield on this uh, podcast. Why? What was last time? Uh, you were talking about Ring of Honor. Oh, Chesterfield. All right. Oh, right. I don't know. It was probably in my head because I was planning on going to the filed Chesterfield <laughs> game, but glad I didn't bother. Good stuff. Apparently, I did have a look on the Ring of Honor. The seat next to us is still available, though. Just letting you know. Um, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't want to sit next to us, Joe. Um, no, it's not that. I don't. I don't know. I don't really want to. It seems a bit silly choosing to go to Bolton. Not really a place that you to go to. Well, Joseph, we have. A, we're, we're actually um, got a little away day on uh, on Sunday, haven't we? Yes, mate. Can't wait. Progress. Um, I'm excited. It's been don't a long tell, time since I've been. Don't tell Dan you're excited for progress. Well, I haven't been to a pro- I haven't been to a lesson show for a year, so I'm uh, I'm getting back on the saddle. Are you going to watch NXT UK on Wednesday to get you in the mood for it? Absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, NWA's on tonight. If anyone's watching that. Oh, is it? I was just about to say, what a jolt that there's no wrestling on tonight. But yeah. On... What time's it on? Uh, so we've got AWA Dark and uh, NWA. NWA Power with about five hours. Impact as um, well. What time does it start, Joel? It's on YouTube. I think it's on at like 11 US time or something. I'm not oh. sure. But it's, um, yeah, it looks good. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the um, set. No, I'm not seeing anything. The, like the, the set looks studio. amazing. Yeah, so that's got my interest anyway. So, And um, yeah, progress. Uh, the card looks average, but I like, um, I've been watching Kara Noir uh, quite a bit. And, um, so I'm excited to see him live. Karanar and Dragonov are probably probably going to be match of the match of the day. But then they've announced today Grizzle Young Vets versus um, Scotty Davis and um, Devlin. And I'll be honest with you, Scotty Davis has put in as times I've seen him has put in some fantastic performances. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, were, I mean from the um, the uh, Ali Pali weekend, chasing the sun or whatever it's called, still chasing. I actually thought the MPS show was probably better match quality wise, and I think yes. Scotty, Davis, Scotty Davis and Cara Noir both like stole the weekend for me. So uh, you know, people are saying about but it's but less is dead and whatever, but you know, there's some good stuff out there still. Do you want to respond to that, Dan? There's not much point. I click stop recording as soon as you mention progress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. So, da- Danny, yeah. do you remember when we reviewed that NWA show all the months ago on that cold morning at about 5am before you started work? Do you remember? Yeah. What, was, what was it, that show? Was it NWA and Ring of Honor? 
Yeah, it was the tag team tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, flipping heck. That, that was a dog. What were we do? That was. I remember hating that show, and you loved it. I remember. I think you was getting. I really loved it. It was a decent show. I think you would just add the cob on, and you did your way. You went into watching. But it was five a.m. in the morning. To be fair. Which you were probably doing me a favour to record at that time, so all that's a bit selfish. So uh, don't, don't worry about it. Well, boys, um, we are, I will be looking forward to this Wednesday night war. Um, more, I'm really excited for it again. Um, more looking forward to Dynamite than I am NXT, I'm going to be honest with you. Again, it's just got that bigger feel, and I hope it continues. Um, anything else to add before we say goodbye? Yeah. Tune into the podcast, WWE versus AEW. It will be up Friday. Um, but apart from that, are we going to do? I don't know. What, what what should we do? Is there anything coming up we can do a show on? Bound for Glory, I think that's two weeks. We could do a deep dive into the lifetimes and booking career of a certain Delirious. <laughs> Oh, we could, and we could blend that in with a review your review of your experience at Progress on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And I think we'll find something else to talk about. Um, right. So, anything you want to plug, Joe? Delirious out, delirious out. Anything else? No, I mean, if we wrap this up. I've got to go and watch Bake Off in a minute. So. Oh, I'm about three weeks behind. It's it's and it's so hard to keep up with. I know, especially when you're doing stuff like this. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe signing off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't. I've got nothing to plug. Um, just listen to Danny's Dan's podcast. Oh, I feel bad, Joe. You've missed the first fifteen minutes of it. That's Danny it's talking about progress. It's, it's quarter past nine. First, yeah, start at eight. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was nine o'clock. I've got it on series record anyway, so I'm sort of. I can Finishes in fact. You might be able to catch the last five minutes. Oh, well, I'm going to stay here. For the week. I'm going to stay in here for five minutes, so it's not spoiled for me. <laughs> Good man. Right. Well, listen all. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you for tuning in as ever. We hope we've entertained you and maybe put a smile on your face. If you can leave us a rating, if you can give us a subscription, that would be yeah. fantastic. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Well, I've, I've already signed both my mother and father up to Fight TV um, for the extra credits. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs>